I'm Demi Virgin for Sinclair Broadcasting in San Antonio, Texas, with another edition of Immigration Crisis, the fight for the southern border. And it's just a couple of weeks away. Everyone is looking at it, and I am not talking about my birthday, which happens to fall this year on Election Day, November 8th. Among the races that everyone is looking at, which would be a huge win for the Republican Party, is Texas District 28th, the congressional district whose incumbent is Henry Cuellar, a Democrat who has been in office since 2005. Cuellar is considered to be one of the most conservative representatives in the Democratic caucus. He's also someone that is being looked upon as possibly becoming the head of the Appropriations Committee when time comes. And now we are joined by Congressman Cuellar. And of course, the biggest area that you have, or one of my favorite areas of Texas, is Laredo, Texas. You also, your district runs all the way up to San Antonio. Thank you, Congressman, for joining us. It's always a pleasure being with you, and uh, thank you. And uh, yes, uh, Laredo's my hometown, and uh, glad to love Laredo. The border towns are just beautiful places. <laughs> it is absolutely beautiful. And actually, uh, to disclose this, yeah, you know, I have family down in Laredo, so many, many years going back and forth. And one of the things that I often talk about when I do Facebook or when I'm live on TV especially when I'm out right by the river, that time of the year when you start seeing everything spring up and it's the beauty of the Rio Grande and the beauty of the river and the families that live there. And so half of the family lives across the river in Mexico. The other half lives over in the United States side. And I think it's difficult for people to understand that. And with everything that's happening now with immigration, I guess one of my questions to you is, how has it affected Laredo? You know, it's interesting because every part of the border is different. If you look at, for example, the lower Rio Grande Valley, you get a lot of unaccompanied kids, you get a lot of family units, people from not only Mexico, but uh, Central America. And then now you go to the number one crossing. It used to be the Lower Rio Grande. Now it's the Dorio Eagle Pass area. And in there, you see uh, people from Venezuela, Cuba, of course, that has stopped a little bit. Uh, Venezuela, Cuba, and of course, Central Americans. And then you go to Laredo. Laredo is a different type of crossing when you talk about immigration. Uh, besides the Big Bend area, Laredo's the second lowest crossing area. But the people that cross there, about 94% of them are Mexican single adults. So it's a different type of profiles. Uh, I always say that the people coming to the border, there's two profiles. So ones are trying to evade, and you get those a lot through Laredo. Uh, and then the people that want to turn themselves in, uh, so those are the two different profiles. So Laredo doesn't get a lot of crossings like other places do, but but Laredo has now become a border processing center. People from the, the, the Rio area, Eagle Pass, the Valley are brought over here in Laredo. And uh, recently we we're sending out 21 to 26 buses out of Laredo. Uh, about half of them were uh, ICE buses. And then the other half were the ones that were the um, 
uh, you know, the Holland Institute or the Catholic charities who are sending out. So Laredo is a very different uh, type of uh, crossing as compared to other places. Let me ask you, uh, one of the things, and I, I did talk to the candidate that's running against you, one of the things that she kept talking about was that there has been no change that there's been no change in law that, and and we're all, we all keep talking about this, you know, just how divided we are when it comes to immigration. You have been well, up there and, and, and that's, I want you to tell us how difficult has it been for you and why have we not had changes made yet to the laws? Well, first of all, you know, for somebody like her, who's not from the district, she is from the Annenberg area, I think she just moved to the north part of, of San Antonio uh, recently. Uh, and for somebody que no habla español, es importante hablar español en un distrito uh, donde hay muchos hispanos. Uh, it, it's, it's important to note that when you look at it, I sit as the vice chair of the uh, Homeland Appropriations and we have uh, uh, next year, in fact, uh, I will be the chairman or the ranking member of the top uh, person in Homeland, and we've never had anybody from the border be in this position. But I can tell you this, that for example, uh, we, and I'll talk about Homeland, and then I'll talk about immigration reform. Uh, no, let me talk about immigration reform. I have supported immigration reform. I've supported Dreamers. I supported uh, the guest worker plan. I supported full immigration reform. And if you look at the record, it's gone over to the Senate, but we need 10 Republicans. Uh, and her boss is one of the ones that doesn't support uh, Dreamers, even though you know his family are immigrant. His father uh, is an immigrant. And it's unfortunate that we cannot do the same thing to support immigration reform. I would tell you that I, I'm a big supporter of, of a guest worker plan, not only for the ag, but for the other areas. If we had a guest good guest worker plan, uh, then the people that are coming in for work, uh, they will come in the legal way. And then Border Patrol can then focus on the people that are not coming in uh, for a good purpose. So that's why I support uh, immigration reform. Now, when it comes to border security, uh, I'll tell you this, I have added money for more Border Patrol uh, and I've supported that, and we've hired a lot of Border Patrol agents, and we started working on that under the George Bush administration. We've added, we've almost doubled the number of Border Patrol agents that, we've, uh, that we have. Uh, when you look at uh, not only the Border Patrol, but uh, this appropriation bills, I've added new monies for Border Patrol agents, monies for technology, monies for pay raises, monies for uh, the uh, clothing allowance, allowance for Border Patrol, uh, money for mental health. Uh, so I've added monies for Border Patrol agents. And in fact, when we have graduation classes, and I'll say this with all due respect, her husband, uh, the, uh, the chief in, uh, in uh, Del Rio, when he was running the graduating classes or the training for new Border Patrol agents, who did he call? He called me because he knows that I'm a big supporter of Border Patrol, uh, of Border Patrol agents and the men and women in, uh, in blue also. I will tell you also uh, that we just announced two days ago 
$165 million for new checkpoint. Uh, and you, since you're familiar with Laredo, uh, just outside of Laredo, so we can provide uh, new uh, security on that. But again, you know, people cannot just go on talking points like some people do. If you look at uh, drugs, uh, it's important to know that most drugs uh, come in through ports of entry, Fent uh, fentanyl, meth, uh, cocaine, about 94% of that will come through ports of entry, which means that the men and women in blue, not the men and women in green, the men and women in green will stop about 6% of that. Uh, but uh, the men and women in, in blue are the ones that are stopping about 94% of that. Uh, so uh, it is very, 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 very important to understand that I support Homeland Security. I support law enforcement. Uh, and I want to be strong on border security. But at the same time, we got to treat the people with dignity and respect. Let me ask you, Congressman, and, and I think one of the things that always stands out to me about you is that Quite honestly, I think you're one of the very few people that I have seen that really, we all understand how the game is in Washington and party politics, but you have sometimes said things that don't necessarily go along with the Democratic Party. You have said things that go along with the people and your constituents and where you live. Sitting here, sitting in San Antonio, Traveling to the border, that's one of the things that really stand out. To understand the border, you have to be in the border. You cannot rule it from Washington, D.C. The latest example has been the change basically back to Title 42 when we're talking about Venezuelans. What is the understanding that you have right now? What is the administration trying to do right now? Was this a midterm election trying to get those independent voters to vote their way by changing one area, one specific group and targeting, targeting the Venezuelan population that's been coming in. Yes, and, and first of all, let, let me, you mentioned party. Uh, I am a Democrat, but I follow the words of President OBJ. When President OBJ said, I'm an American, I'm a Texan, and then I'm a Democrat. And he said in that order, and I follow those words because there are some Democrats and there are some Republicans that go to Washington and just support their party. Whatever the party wants, they support it. I think that's wrong. Uh, as Democrats and Republicans, we ought to be out there fighting for our country, fighting for our state and not for one particular party. I am uh, very bipartisan. Sometimes I get attacked for voting uh, bipartisan, but that's the way it should be. Uh, well, we work in bipartisan ways to get the job done. Now, you know, talking about what you just mentioned, uh, in December of 2020, I called the transition team uh, for the Biden people and I said, hey, I want to tell you what I'm hearing right now. Uh, there are people that are staging on the Mexican side and they're going to start coming in and they're getting ready to come in. A week after the inauguration, I called the White House again, and I continue calling the White House uh, and telling them this is what's happening down here at the border. And of course, they decided to do something different. And we saw that in the last two years, uh, over four and a half million individuals have come in. And, and again, I believe 
in uh, treating people with respect and dignity. But the law says that if you're supposed to stay, you stay. And the law says if you're not supposed to stay, you need to be returned. If you put 100 people in front of an immigration judge, and by the way, I added new eight immigration courts here in Laredo on the border because I thought it was important to have judges here. But if you put 100 people in front of an immigration judge and ask them for asylum, the judge will reject 88 to 90% of them. So why are we allowing 100% when we should be allowing uh, only uh, 10 to 12%? And that's not right. The, what you said on Title 42, if you look at Title 42, it was not a Trump idea. That idea uh, actually came in during the World War II and even before that. It's, it's one that's used to use, they use either Title 42 to expel people or you use Title 8 to deport people. And Title 42, even though that the Biden administration is saying they're against it, they're still using it. They're, they're using Title 42 for hundreds of thousands of people that they're returning under Title 42, which is the health one, and Title 8, which they're still using. Now, they also don't like the MPP, but if you notice what the uh, the situation with the Venezuelans are, isn't that an MPP? Because you're asking people to go outside the country and then ask for asylum the right way outside. And that doesn't that sound like an MPP? So it's you know, it might be used another word, you know, might, might be used in another words, but it's still the MPP and it's still Title 42. I wish people would understand us here at the border uh, because sometimes we at the border, we say people don't understand us. President Trump, for example, uh, didn't want to let anybody. He separated kids from families and that was wrong. That was an extreme. President Biden wants to let everybody in. That's an extreme. And we here at the border, we want to see uh, a moderate way. We want to see people treated with respect and dignity. But again, we want them to follow the uh, the pathway in the legal way. My father was born in Guerrero, Tamaulipas. My mother came, uh, her family came from Guerrero, Tamaulipas. They, My father became a legal resident and then a naturalized citizen. Took him a long time. But I can tell you, there's a lot of people like my father when he was alive, uh, that felt that, you know, they followed the legal way. They took, you know, they took them a long time. And where they see people just jumping the line, they see a problem with that. And this is one of the reasons why the Republicans are spending hundreds, I mean, not are spending millions of dollars in South Texas, uh, because they, they understand that the way we're doing, you know, some Democrats are taking that position is not the right way. We want to be respectful. We want to treat the migrants with dignity and respect. But if the law says you stay, you stay. But if the law says you have to be returned, then you have to follow the law. What's it going to take to finally see some change? I mean, we got the election coming up. Not only is November 8th my birthday, but it's also election day. And what is it going to take? What are you looking at right now? Depending well, on know, the outcomes. Yeah, and, and, and I'll say this. Uh, first of all, uh, happy birthday on November the 8th. Uh, I hope you have a good one and many more after that. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, number one. Number two, you know, there are people that say they're going to do certain things, but they don't do it. 
uh, there's people, and I'm not going to mention any names on the Senate side, but there are people that say that they support immigration uh, reform or dreamers, but have they voted for it? No. Uh, so, I mean, we got to hold people's feet to the fire. And if they say they support immigration reform, then do it. And I know I'm not going to mention anybody on the Senate side because I work with them, but you can't say you support immigration reform and 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 then never take the vote uh, to do it because it's not perfect. Uh, and and that's what I say. What would it take? Everybody that says that they support immigration reform, then darn it, do it and support immigration reform, especially a guest worker plan, because right now we need workers for our economy to grow and I'll give it to the Americans first but if an American doesn't want to take a certain job then give it to a guest worker uh, just like we did during World War II uh, through the Bracero program and our program will our, our economy will grow faster and that way the guest workers they'll come in they work they pay taxes they go back and that's the way we can help address some of the uh, uh, migration issues that we have at the border. Now, who is running against him? Well, you know, we hadn't really mentioned this before, but it's now out there. I know that it's been brought up by Cuellar and now by Cassie Garcia. Cassie Garcia used to be the former state director for U.S. Senator Ted Cruz's office. She is now running against Cuellar. Cassie Garcia also it happens to be married to one of the people that we often have here on this podcast. And I want to be very transparent about that. We are talking about the chief of Border Patrol in the Del Rio sector, Chief Owens. And you've heard him here and also on our Spanish podcast. Now we found Cassie Garcia in San Antonio at a local hamburger spot where Governor Greg Abbott was having a get-out-the-vote rally on the first day of early voting. So first of all, thank you for, for interviewing me today. You know, as a native of South Texan and the wife of a Border Patrol agent, you know, I'm running for Congress because I don't like what I'm seeing in this country today, you know? And this administration does not have their back. We have the most unsecure border we've ever seen in this nation's history. The amount of fentanyl and drugs that are coming in this country is absolutely insane. It's killing 300 people a day, a day. And I'm so honored to have received the endorsement from the National Border Patrol Council who switched their endorsement from Henry Cuellar endorsed me in this race because they believe in me. They know that I'm always going to have their back. You know, we talk about the economy, inflation, healthcare. Four of the nine counties in the district do not even have a doctor. They don't have a doctor. But then the day I'm fighting for every man and woman in green, our law enforcement, our border patrol agents, our custom officers, you know. And then the day my incumbent, Henry Quayer, voted for a bill that's going to make inflation even worse. We don't need 87,000 IRS agents that are going to impact the people of South Texas. What we need are 87,000 more border patrol agents, more custom officers, more security school officers. That's what we need. And that's why people are fed up. And, and the incumbent right now is facing a criminal investigation for corruption. The time is now, people are ready for a change and it's time for a better way forward. What's the solution in your mind to the border? I mean, this is, this is ridiculous and you have to see it from both sides. There's a humanitarian crisis going on. Yes. We're dishing out money to South American regimes and yeah. Central American regimes and people are still fleeing. When you see Guatemalan Mayan Indian children killed 
in on the other side of Roma, Texas. What is the solution? Nobody can figure it out. You know, you got Joe Biden, Henry Quayer, the Pelosi agenda that's making our border unsafe. 2.4 million people have crossed our border. The amount of drugs and fentanyl that are seeping through. I just met a mother right now. Her daughter died from fentanyl. That broke my heart. She's the reason why I'm fighting. This administration is turning a blind eye to the border, a blind eye to the men and women in green, and it's 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 refusable. It's I'm we're outraged, and that I'm we're frustrated. People are frustrated on the ground. I talk to voters up and down the district. They tell me, Cassie, what's going on with the border? Why hasn't why hasn't this administration done anything? You know, and the president of the United States is the commander in chief. He needs to enforce the laws on the books. He needs to enforce the laws on the books, and he's done absolutely nothing to do that. And people are fed up. People are waking up. I don't care if you're a Democrat or you're a Republican. It's not a red or a blue issue. It's a red, white, and blue issue. We need to secure our southern border. We need to put the resources, the personnel, the technology, the infrastructure. The incumbent Henry Quare voted against life-saving infrastructure for our southern border. It's unbelievable. And now he wants to use money to build a park. So we are, people are fed up and people are ready for a better way forward. And we're gonna see people turn out to vote so that we can fire Henry Quayer, take back this seat, and I'll be the first Hispanic female to represent this great district. And we are going to secure our Southern border. My friends, that is all for this week, for this edition of Immigration Crisis, the fight for the southern border. If you have any comments or questions, you can always reach me by sending me an email to yvirgin at sbgtv.com. Or you can reach me on one of the social media platforms. We even have a TikTok platform by looking me up as Yami, Y-A-M-I, Virgin, V-I-R-G-I-N. That is all for this week. And I am asking everyone to make sure that they go out and vote. How we say in Spanish, su voto es su voz. That is all from San Antonio, Texas. I'm Yami Virgin for Sinclair Broadcasting.